There'll be food and drink and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. You're all invited. The box. You opened it. We came. Welcome to the Slumber Party Monsters podcast. I'm your host, Faith, as always, and today we've got Clown with us. Hiya! Hello, love. <laughs> oh, long time no see. After a day, I've had, I need a good rant. <laughs> I can imagine you do, and to be honest, this is probably the best subject for you to have a little rant. Oh, God, yes, and uh, today's subject is going to be remakes. Like remakes versus the original and just that general topic. Many, many feelings. <laughs> yes, we have some opinions. <laughs> some some good, uh, that th- some opinions. And you know what? <laughs> you've had the hard you've had the hard day at work. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go off first. Okay. Oh god, where do I start? Perhaps you would better start from the beginning. Oh, let's just go for the one that so many people shit on and just say Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Welcome to my nightmare. Oh my, right, the remake that actually didn't need to happen. Because (laughs) there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. There was nothing, no, there was nothing actually wrong with it. Yeah, it misses the charm of the original movie. And I mean, I hold that film like the original one, dear to my heart, because that was my fir- first date movie with my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. I bought the box set when we were on our first date, and I was like, after work for a meal, I asked her if she wanted to watch some films with me, and she was like, yeah, all right then. So we just sat down and watched like two oh. or three Not on Elm Streets. <laughs> of course. So, it, you know, it has a special place for you. But yeah, I just, I have so many strong feelings for the uh, the remake, and it's just like, Oh, God. I hated the characters. Yeah. No, no, no. You go on. You go on. (laughs) God, just it looked too clean, if that makes any sense. Yeah. The the characters looked too fresh-faced. The film itself didn't look grossy. It just looked like CG all the bloody time. Mm -hmm. And I just... I mean, the Freddy himself, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't my favourite, but it was all right. But I just, I didn't feel any real threat from him towards the characters. It was like, oh, another character's died. Meh. Very, yeah, very that. I found that the deaths were not, because, you know, obviously, like, in the, like, in the original, it was, like, you know, it was very 80s, it was very cheese, it was very over-the-top, right? It was very extra, right? And it was, didn't really have to have, like, a lot of, well, I mean, there wasn't really a lot they could do with CGI back then. You know, the death scenes were iconic, and they were memorable. And I think in the remake, it 
it really did kind of miss the mark. Like, it really, really did. I think, like, they casted Freddy very well. They definitely cast him very well. But, again, it, it, it just really, really missed the mark on so many levels. And I think it really only... It worked for its time. It really did. And I think when they tried to redo it, I think the only thing that they kind of redeemed was the ending death scene. Is that for the uh, the original film? So, you know, yeah. So, you know, in the original, it's like a blow-up doll that gets, like, dragged through a, like, <laughs> through the door window. And ah, Wes Craven you... absolutely hated it. Yeah, the reason for that was, apparently there were, like, two or three different ideas for the ending, and no one could come up with, like, a definitive, like, this is how it should end. So I just went, fuck it, let's add that, all of it into one into one ending and it just kind of turned into that mash <laughs> <laughs> and they said th- yeah they didn't think that it would look as ridiculous as it actually did uh however it looks ridiculous Wes-, Wes craven absolutely hated it um but i think in the remake like the ending was a little like the ending death scene was a little bit better but also at the same time not much better just no and that you didn't need that much backstory for freddy either I mean, it's understandable, right? This is how he had access to his victims. But it's just kind of like, you didn't have to go to in- that far into it. You didn't need to go that deep. <laughs> yeah, like, we knew he was, we knew he was a nonce. Like, we knew he was a child murderer. You didn't need to go that in-depth with it. I mean, it's nice that it showed that he was like, um, that he was like the gardener for like a, a primary school. Yeah, you didn't have to go further than that, like why why you went for the kids and stuff. It was just kind of like, for God's sake. Yeah, it kind of made it go a little bit deeper than it really had to. I think I think the way that they did it in the original was enough. Like they told you why he got killed, what he did. You didn't need to know anything else. You know, you that your imagination can kind of do that for you. Like you know, you didn't really need to proper like, ins and outs and everything that you did to those kids. Like, you didn't didn't need to. Um, a lot of a lot of the talk around that sort of stuff with children already makes people feel quite uncomfortable. So I think it was just kind of unnecessary shock factor. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one, but. Yeah, I don't want this to be like an episode of just bashing this one film. So what's your what's your choice? So one of my favourite, most favourite, favourite horror films ever is the original Suspiria. Now, if you haven't watched this film, please go watch it. Um, it is incredible. Uh, it is about a girl that um, comes from America and goes to Germany to go to a dance school, specifically uh, ballet, interpretive, like, you know, and it's it's like a boarding school. And she starts to notice that all of the teachers are a bit, you know, a little bit weird. Some of the students occasionally go missing. And she's like, oh, this is a bit strange. Um, but the way that the film is actually like made, it was filmed in hyper color. It is extremely colorful. It's visually stunning. Oh my god! So when they announced 
that they were remaking Suspiria. I had opinions mm. um, because I thought the way that this is filmed, you can't really recreate that, like, especially now, because, of course, the film was just so colourful. Um, even though it's a horror film, it was very, very colourful. And, you know, I did kind of have, like, some thoughts and reservations. I was like, oh, how are they going to do that? And then when the first trailer started coming out, I was like, where's the colour? Where's all the, you know, like, aesthetic vibes? Like, where's where's all of the sort of, like, jump, like jumpy outscares that are, like, extremely vivid? Like, where, where is all of that? And to then kind of find out that they were going in a completely different direction with it, I was a little... I was very hesitant, I will say. I was very, very hesitant. Now, when I actually watched it, I thought, kind of as soon as it was over, I was like, right, I'm, I have to watch that again. Because in the original, they didn't really do anything to do with the Berlin Wall. And they didn't really do anything to do with the war. They didn't really do anything to do with, uh, you know, any anything political at that time. And the original, uh, th sorry, the remake actually ended up going that way. Uh, so sort of like in between scenes where, you know, you would have all the teachers meeting up, like, you know, eating at the restaurant and then uh, the main girl kind of like spying on them, trying to make, trying to make sense of what these teachers are really up to. And there was just so much around the political era of the time. I just kind of thought it was very unnecessary. Like, I didn't think it really needed that. Um, and not to mention, they also changed the ending completely, um, which I didn't really get at all. Like, I, I got it, but I didn't get it. But I got it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and um the Abar, I will I will commend the film that Tilda Swinton played three characters and did them absolutely perfectly. Like they casted it really, really well. Like I will I will give them that. Um they had Tilda Swinton, Chloe Moretz, uh some really, really like big name actresses in there. Pre mothers, pre God, pre devil. Mother Tenebrarum, Mother Lacrimarum, and Mother Suspiriorum. It was a very, very well-made film, but it was just... It was just missing the charm of the original, because, I mean, the original was incredibly visually stunning, and it was, you know, it was high camp. It was very, you know, a dance school, and, you know, you'd have these sequences where, like, you can't really tell if she's, like... Uh, like hallucinating or not, actually going crazy, like you know, it, it was missing a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. It didn't have that like a that Jarlo kind of sense to it in a way. Like it didn't have that the very um, almost dreamlike lighting. I mean, I can understand why they. I suppose they wanted they wanted it to be more story based rather than visual. In with the remake, I suppose. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to show a bit more to do with the actual dance school itself, rather than that. How 
odd it can be. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking that they were going for. But, like, I don't know. There was just... There was just something that was just missing. Like, and it, it was kind of like... Because people fell in love with the film because it was... Well, I I wouldn't say that it was, like, the first of its kind, but it was definitely up there. And also, it was directed by Dario Argento, pretty much the godfather of good horror films. He's made some absolute bangers, and it's... It, I think it just kind of missed that sort of element where it was like the cross between camp and creepy. They were making it incredibly serious and then very, very kind of like religious and then very political, all in kind of like one one fell sweep. Um, but the bit that I did actually really like um, was, oh, what was the name of the first girl? I think it was uh, Francesca. And she's the first girl that goes missing. Uh, now, in the original, she just kind of disappears. And then, you know, but it, it's kind of me like, oh, that's a bit weird. Like, where's she gone? Uh, and she never returns. Whereas they did actually kind of go into that in the remake. And then you actually see her get, like, fucking uh, tortured and everything in the in the um rehearsal studio and i was like oh like that was good that was good like but like apart from that i was like okay <laughs> over it now yeah but yeah i can understand why you feel like that i mean when they said that they were going to do a remake of suspiria the first thought that came to mind was because it's part of a trilogy i thought oh are they going to remake the other two as well and they never did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they never did. I was, I was a bit bummed out by that, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, because you've got, um, what was it? Because it's classes of three mothers trilogies. You've got Mother of Tears, Mother of Sighs, and Mother of Woes, I think. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of hoping that they'd redo the other ones. Because it's kind of like, oh, let's see if, we, if they actually did that as like a, an actual trilogy. Because the original one... I don't think it was actually planned as an actual trilogy, but they had these connecting three witches. But I thought, oh, maybe if they actually remade all three of them, they'd have it actually link up, like have one every couple of years be released and have it released as an actual box set for all three of them. But no, they never did it. No, they never did it. And it was kind of a missed opportunity. But at the same time, it's also one of those things that like, if you don't know, you would never know. Because I think that the way that they are kind of related is is that they're not related, like, at all. Mm. Um, they are, but they're not. Um, so, like, story-wise and everything, they are completely separate films. Like, the, 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 there's, the only thing really connecting them is the witches. That's literally it. Um, but I think it would have been really cool if they actually did that. But, but alas, they missed the opportunity. and. Uh, I'm not mad about it. Or maybe I am. I am. It's like, it's not It's not the same, but I'll enjoy it to some degree. Honestly, yes, to some degree. Some degree, some degree, very, very, very loosely. Like, I did actually, when I watched it again, because now I've watched it four times, just to, just to make sure that I got 
everything. I just really was looking forward to all of the hyper surrealism and, you know, the artsy stuff. And I think the whole brutalist Berlin just kind of, kind of really, like, because I think, I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to make it completely the opposite of the original. But I think it worked in some places. But I mean, for me personally, I just think it, just gave the feel and it gave it a feel that it really didn't need to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, leading on from that, where it's kind of like, it's the same f- film, but it's like a different feel, like the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween, completely different direction. <laughs> oh yeah, like, so different. I'm going to rustle a few feathers here. Right. I actually didn't mind that film so much. I didn't mind it too much either, but I'd felt that the backstory wasn't needed. But I I liked the fact that the um, Michael Myers in, in his version was essentially just a, a giant brute. That like he had his oh, he was huge. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely massive. When it comes to like the original Michael Myers, like, throughout that entire franchise, when it came to like him breaking like snapping people's necks or like pop, pulling them up and then pinning them to a door with a knife. It was kind of like, okay, I can kind of see that, but I can't see him being that physically strong. Whereas in the, the re- in Rob Zombie's one, you could believe it because he was a massive guy. And it's kind of like that fight where he's in the um, public toilet. Those two guys... If you listen to the commentary, those two were literally beating the shit out of each other in the toilet stall and just pushing each other against the panels the entire time. Oh, re- really? Yeah, like they were literally like really going at it. And it wasn't like a, a fake panels in the toilets. Like those were apparently real and they were bending them and pushing them e- each other into it. Oh my God. So they actually like left quite battered. Yeah, they, they literally went, yeah, let's... um. Let's really sell this point that really they're both really big guys. Like the um the guy he attacks in the toilet is actually quite a tall bloke himself. So for them two to literally punch each other and like throw each other against the uh, the wall panels, it's quite um Yeah, they sold it. <laughs> I'll admit. Now that you've said actually that that whole scene was real, I can believe that. Because that, but that bathroom scene was violent. Like that was, that was an experience. Um, and also like the way that like, because he's always kind of had like this weird kind of supernatural element to him, Michael Myers. Um, mm. and I think the way that Rob Zombie, because he obviously made him like eight foot bloody tall and eight foot tall wide like it was more easy to kind of believe that he was a bit more superhuman and that he was capable of you know what what he ended up going to do the only thing and i think it's not the actor's fault either because they had the actor that played junie from spy kids on it I couldn't stop looking at him and just think Spy Kids. So, like, when he was chasing him down in the woods and everything, 
I just kept picturing like him having like his little gadgets on him to like stop lying. I was like, no, stop, get out your fancy watch. And um, yeah, no, he never did because it wasn't Spy Kids, it was Halloween. As a standalone film, I really enjoyed it. As a remake, I'm a bit like, mm, it hasn't quite got the same the same vibe to it, which is understandable because it is a different vision from another filmmaker. I don't think I'd watch it again, but as a standalone film, it's it's okay. It it's decent. Yeah, yeah that's that, that that's my thoughts as well. Like as a standalone film, if you don't relate it to Halloween, it's actually not bad. Like it's actually really good. But as a remake for Halloween, nah. Like it wasn't it wasn't broke, you didn't have to fix it. Exactly. But what I like about that that remake is the fact that really compared to a lot of the other remakes within that sort of like that decade, it actually looks grimy. Like it looks the film looks lived in, like it looks gritty in a way. Whereas a lot of the other remakes like um like yeah, like a what was it, Prom Night, Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Pie Fod thirteenth. All those films. I, yeah. All those I know films, what you look, mean, actually. They look really clean cut, and it's just like, no. Whereas yeah. Halloween actually has that, that dirt, that grit, like that filthiness under people's nails. Like it actually has that in it, and I appreciate that. Yeah, like it actually had... You know, it, like, it looked lived in. It looked... Yeah, no, it's... If you don't know what you mean, you have to, like, it's it's one of those things that you have to actually kind of see for yourself. So if you actually look at, um, if you look at the films kind of side by side, one definitely looks more lived in than the other. Um, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's really hard to actually describe it, but it's like, because you actually just have to look at it and you will know exactly what, what we mean. Um, because, I mean, I thought that the remake of Chucky just, oh, it just, it just didn't need to happen. It really didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. The original was not bad. That it was not, it, for its time, it was perfect. It was perfect for its time. And they tried to kind of make it high camp in the, in like, you know, the 2020s. And it just, it, it, no, just, just no. <laughs> okay, that's a definite no from you. Another film that actually did have, that was a remake, that actually had that, that dirtiness to it. Like, you could look at the characters and think, I bet you'd smell musty. Like, you have, the, that, that, they would have that sweaty stank on them. And that's the crazies. How long have you been playing a statue? A couple hours now. Same look Rory gave me. All things wise and wonderful. We're in trouble. Like, people's clothes started looking grimy and sweaty. Everyone started to look, look worn down. And it actually looked like, like the actual characters just looked like they're, they're fighting for it. Like, they just looked knackered. And they're like, I'm so close to just being done. <laughs> 
Oh god, yeah, I haven't seen the crazies in years, but I I get what you mean actually by that. <laughs> it's like you look like you smell bad, but like in a in a film like The Crazies, that's definitely what they were going for, or what they should have been going for. I was not expecting what actually happened in it, but I I did actually think it was all right. I enjoyed it. I I think I've got the yeah I've got the remake on DVD somewhere. Like the characters, you could kind of. You had an idea of where the characters were. They're standing within that social construct of their town. You understood like everyone's kind of relationships and who liked who and who was seen as a bit of a, a an outsider and who got on well with other people. Like it was nice to see in that kind of film. Yeah, like they knew. Like the actors were really, really good because the thing they knew who they were. They had everything figured out. They they would react in a very, very proficient way. They they you know, the characters were actually very lived in. The the development of them was really, really well done. And again, a lot of modern remakes of classic horrors are just completely missing the mark when it comes with that because they're like, oh no, we just need to make it scary and gory. No, that is not what you need to do. We need to actually like the characters. So when they die, we're not going, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God, there's someone I don't have to listen to again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's a good description I heard recently. And it fits so many of like the, um, I say, updated remakes. Is that someone described? Uh, someone described a a game that came out recently as being a mile wide, wide but an inch deep. Like you've got all of this kind of like this big area to play with, but they've got like an inch worth of depth. <laughs> I kind of know what you mean. It's like it's all pizzazz, but no substance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's all, to be honest, not even aesthetically was it pleasing. But, like, yeah, actually, that is a very good analogy. Yeah, because, I mean, that, to me, that describes the Friday 13th remake and the Prom Night remake. And I mistakenly bought, uh, went to the cinema and paid to see both those films, and I still regret it to this day. <laughs> you actually did that. <laughs> oh, she did that. Yes, I... <laughs> I paid to see those films. Friday Thirteenth. I was going through. I think it was a, a a depressive episode, which kind of explains my choices for that film. That's the story, um, and you're going to stick to it, okay? Yes. And uh, Prom Night. I was like, okay, this could be an interesting one. And it was just like same issue. Like it was too clean cut. The characters were very like there was no depth to them. The there was no depth. <sighs> Camp Crystal Lake was shallow as fuck. God, yeah. It was just... um, Just watch the trailer for both of those films and people understand what how those films come across. It just missed so many points. And I mean, especially if you're trying to make... um, If you're trying to make it modern, you have to kind of make the themes and, um, like, just jobs around everything modern. Like... Camp counsellors wouldn't be, like, sneaking off in private and, you know, smoking weed and 
reading magazines anymore. No, sweetheart, they'll be on their iPhones looking at, like, TikToks and shit. Like, you have to kind of, like, modernise everything. And I think Friday the 13th remake, the, uh, the characters also were just... You knew they were going to die and you were kind of rooting for it because there was there was nothing that was drawing you to them at all. And Jason... Uh, I mean, I don't... I don't know where to start with Jason. I, there's just that one bit in the film where he... In the originals, he had, like, maybe a quick walk... But in the in the remake, there's a moment where he runs, and it's like no, Jason doesn't run. Jason don't run. J- Jason don't run. He don't need to. Like he big. Exactly. <laughs> he big. He's scary. You don't need to run. And like, <laughs> like you you could run and he'd walk behind you and he'd still catch up to you somehow. He doesn't need to chase you. He doesn't need to run. He can just walk. <laughs> Literally, like he doesn't need to do that because you know you are gonna die <laughs> you are you are fully aware camp crystal lake was shallow like there was no there was no depth to it whatsoever why oh god i just yeah i have so many god just yeah, I mean, the kills weren't that interesting. Even the guy that gets thrown onto like the back of a um, yeah, the back of someone's like pickup truck, and there's a giant spike, and he gets thrown onto it. And I'm like, Matt, I saw that coming like a mile off, and it just yeah, like the way that they like filmed that, it's like okay, that's how it's gonna happen. And then they kind of went back to the guy, and then shot back at the back of the U, and then they shot the guy again, and then Jason, and then. He threw, and then it went on, and it was like there was way too much build up for this nap, for not enough payoff. Yeah, just oh. Although I did find that the uh, the screw the screwdriver death was quite was a good one. I think that was the only kind of redeeming factor because for me, like okay, me I don't know why this has been a thing since I was a kid. Me and screwdrivers are not friends. So when I so when I saw the screwdriver immediately, my like toes curled up, and I was like, oh, oh no, where's where's this gonna go? I think that was the only like redeeming thing about it. Um, however, I mean, I've recently just rewatched. All of the Friday the 13th. And when I say all of them, I mean all of them. And I just... The the remake just missed so much. It was missing that, you know, the... It was kind of like Jason didn't really have much of a motive. There wasn't really much of his... um, mental state in question there wasn't really any that it was just like i am a killer you are teenagers you deserve to die like it was very it was very kind of that yeah you felt that there wasn't really he he seemed more myth that people were on like his territory rather than it being a case of they did something to him personally i mean the they did show like the um that his mother's death in the beginning of it but you know, other than that, that there wasn't really any lead up between that group of characters 
that he ends up attacking and what happened at that point when he was younger. Yeah, there wasn't really anything that made you feel some type of way about him or made you kind of like understand why he was doing the things that he was doing and why he was still at Camp Crystal Lake or anything. It just missed so much of that. And again, this is one of those films, it was not broke, it did not need to be fixed, and you didn't fix it either. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't get on with it. Okay, I do need to ask. There was a Jeepers Creepers remake that I... I'm curious about watching because it's kind of I, yeah the whole uh, the situation with the director in the 80s. It has put me off wanting to watch the original ones, but I am curious about watching the remake. What's your feeling on that? So, I also have recently <laughs> just finished watching all of the Jeepers Creepers. And when I saw um, that the one that they had released, um, so there's quite a bit of controversy around it because apparently the um, like the the licensing and everything wasn't by the original like uh, director, so it's gone a completely like different direction and whatnot. And I don't know. I mean, the only things that I have seen about it are it's terrible. Yeah, that's what I've seen as well. But is it terrible in a good way or is it just terrible? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the first two Jeepers Creepers were really good. Like, you didn't really know much about... um, the creeper killer, but like, I don't know. He's 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 always kind of been shrouded in a mystery, though, hasn't he? Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, because I'm always really hesitant with stuff like that because, like you and the Friday the Thirteenth remake, am I really going to sit here and watch this and then at the end of it regret it? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> It's a funny it's a funny one because I've seen the trailer and there are some bits of it where it doesn't look too bad and then there's other bits where you just think really that's where you went. I used to really love the Jupiter Creepers franchise and then I found out about the director and I'm like, Oh, I feel bad for liking this film now. But I know that it's not it's trying to separate the the art from the artist sort of situation. The remake is available to rent or to buy on Amazon Prime, but I think it's free to watch on Plex at the moment. So at least if you do want to watch it, at least you won't have to pay for it. <laughs> so We do love a free moment. Mm. But um also I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather not spend my money if it meant that uh I, I wanted that money back after watching a or watching a dreadful film. <laughs> yes. But yes, uh so what would be your next film of choice? Okay. There's there's too many that I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, this is probably going to turn into like a two-parter because Keith is really interested in doing this doing an episode like this as well at some point. So, Oh, hell yeah. So another film that I do think has just been 
through the mill and just churned out, churned out, churned out that I think really just should have, like, it should have stopped by now. Child's play. I think this, the thing is with all the 80s films and, like, you know, the 90s films, they were, they had a certain camp to them. They didn't take themselves that seriously. Like, you know, they were funny as well. Like, you know, and they had, like, a charm that was just so, they were just so ridiculous. But we loved them. And they were great. Um, but I think they just, they've been so overdone. I mean, hasn't, hasn't like a Chucky, it's been made into a series now. Apparently the series is actually all right. Um, I've heard it's actually know, just, really entertaining. <laughs> yeah, like, I've heard it's, I've heard it's entertaining. I mean, I did see a clip on Twitter that like, he was talking about like his gay son and then like the, the, the actual child is like, you don't care that your son's gay? And he's like, I'm not a monster, Jimmy. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, I've heard it's actually quite entertaining, but I, I think it, it, it's just been through the mill so many times. And we have so many films out now to do with like killer dolls. I mean, none, none of them have hit it like Chucky, but, I think it's just kind of been so overdone now that I'm just so bored of it. And I don't like getting bored of films that I love or like characters I really love. And I think that like Charles Play has kind of just been like, we'll recycle this and we'll recycle that. And it's been like, you know, and I, like, I'm just bored of it. It's like, yeah, let a different type of doll just take over for a little bit. Just yeah, give Chucky a little rest. He's tired. <laughs> let's give Chucky a rest. I mean, let's let's re up Annabelle, like you know, a little bit. I'm curious about what else is on your list because I've mentioned quite a few films now. So, I mean, it's not. It kind of, it kind of is, but it isn't a horror film. But it is, however, one of my favorite films ever. The Craft. Ah, yeah, Craft Legacy, wasn't it? Yeah. That was one film that should just not have been touched. It should not have been messed with in any way. Nancy Downs was just, just leave her as she is in the mental asylum. Kooky as nuts because she got mad with just leave it at that. I, like, honestly, I... I watched it, but people were like, oh, you shouldn't watch it thinking of the original. Well, bitch, I'm gonna, because I was around <laughs> when the original came out, and it is literally one of my favourite films. Um, and then it's like, they tried to make it all, like, millennial, and well, not even millennial, like, Gen Z, and they tried to make it all, like, light-hearted, and, oh, we're just girl girls, and, you know, it's it's all, like, a happy, fun time, and it's like, God, what? What? Like, no, I am not having it. Sorry, this really gets me riled up. Like, I was not having it. I, I can tell it's upset you with that film. I mean, also, I haven't seen that film, but I've seen the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, no. What have you done? <laughs> they honestly, instead of being like, you know, Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh my god, mom, get out of my fucking room. You're such a dick. Like, you know, like, you know, mom, get the fuck away from me. Or, 
Oh, look, I could have my hair blonde. Oh, look, I can look like you. Oh, my God, you're such a slut. Oh, my God, are you going to do some in bed and disguise yourself as me? Oh, my God, you're so bad. Like, you know, that they were conniving little teenagers. Like, And in the remake, they were like, oh, my God, let's make our drinks pink. Let's make each other sparkle. Let's, do, let's make butterflies appear over. Oh, my God. God, no. Oh, what this is about. <laughs> I thought the um, uh, Craft Legacy was a sequel. They did a bloody terrible job of it, though. I know. And, but what they tried to... what the, Yeah. Like, it just... Oh, oh. Um, yeah. And I think Faroosia Volk is... That, that, I mean, that is one of her most iconic roles. I think that that whole thing just should have stayed packed. You should have left it alone. You didn't need to mess with it. Um, but before I get too angry, <laughs> what other films did I want to talk about that were remade? My Bloody Valentine. That oh, was yes. the other one that I wanted to talk about. So, I, okay, I did the oopsie. I didn't, when I actually saw... My Bloody Valentine, not not the one with Denise Richards, um, the one with Jensen Ackles. Um, or was I thinking of Sora? No, I'm definitely thinking of My Bloody Valentine with Denise Richards. That one, is, it's not the right one. Uh, the one with Jensen Ackles and the gas mask killer and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I watched that when it came out. I didn't know that it was a remake. I thought, okay. yeah, so I thought that that was the original film. Uh, and then I remember talking about it to somebody and they were like, yeah, you know, it's a remake, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> but then I also said, oh, yeah, but isn't there a film with exactly the same name with Denise Richards in the role in the mansion house and then all these girls are getting kicked, killed off one by one? It was like, what? I was like, yeah, exactly. See, there are things that some people just don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I then took it upon myself to watch the original. And I do have to say it was so like, okay, I kind of understand why it got so like Hollywood. Um for when it was made, but, like, I think that they could have just done a much better job at making it a little bit more grittier and a little bit more, sort of, like, making you feel, like, uneasy. Because in the in the original, like, I, I, I... Because they weren't relying on anything like CGI or 3D or anything like that. It was pure camera work and the score of the film that would make you feel incredibly intense. I think it managed to kind of get that, uh, but I think in the in the remake, it just kind of went a little bit Hollywood and a little bit kind of like murder for the sake of murder, very kind of that. Yeah, like you felt it was like there wasn't really that much. There wasn't really a point to it, whereas in the original one, you kind of you had an understanding of why the killer was doing what they were doing. Again, 
no character development. And I think this is a running theme when it comes to remaking films because they just want to make it scary and they want to recreate it, but they want to recreate it with a lot less work on the characters. And I think the reason why classic horrors work so well is because there is that character development. They took time to actually get to know who they were playing. They made their own mannerisms. They had their own backstories that they went off of. Like, you know, there was all of that character development. And I think horror films nowadays are just really, really missing the mark on it. And it is really affecting the ho- like horror films in general because they're just not... Like, the the potion's missing something and it needs a little bit more than spice. Like, it, it needs something. I understand where you're coming from. It's just... Like, if you don't care about the characters you're watching on the screen, then what's the point? It's kind of like, right, this person's... Like, you can tell who's going to die in a lot of these films. But you want to see them get out of that situation and actually use their brain to survive. Like really bad environment, but a lot. You want to see them at least try. <laughs> exactly, you want to see them actually try and get away from what's going on. But in a lot of these films, you're like, "Oh, just die and let's just get on with this bloody film." But you want to watch your film and kind of go, "No, I want this person to actually hide and." get out and try and find a way to survive the situation or at least have something interesting about this character to make them memorable so when you look back on the film you're like oh yeah i like that character even paris hilton in house of wax fought for her life like and that's saying something yeah i mean her character was even without that death in house of wax remake that was her character was definitely interesting to watch. But her death in that film as well was still quite... Um, yeah, it's definitely memorable for a lot of reasons. It's definitely memorable. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like bringing up House of Wax. That, that actually, do you know what? I fucking love House of Wax. I don't give a fuck. So many people are like, oh, it's shit. Oh, like, you know, it's so dated. Oh, it's so that. That's why I love it. <laughs> That's why I love it. I think, it again, it does have a completely different feel than the original. However, it's still good. They had characters you could kind of relate to, and there were some that you were like, you know what? I can't fucking wait for you to die. Like, and... Of course, going through, like, you know, all the horror tropes and, you know, when they actually were going through, like, the house and stuff, and it was like, you know, there, there, were, you, there was that character development. There was that, you know, it's really hard to describe because it's like when you're watching a film like that, you, you, you kind of understand what we mean a little bit more. But it's like, you know, when you're just kind of drawn to a character because either there's something about them that you relate to or there's something about them that like it really really humanizes them and you don't really look at them as um like targets 
Like, you know, you're just like, right, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. Yeah, and she's probably going to be the final girl. Uh, he's probably going to try and save her on the way out. It's like you're genuinely actually thinking, like, okay, these are real people. Like, so when they're being chased out, it's like, no! Like, you know, you want to have that. And I think a lot of horror, especially after, like, 2015, are really just kind of missing missing that. Um, but also saying that, one film I did think really hit the mark, that is a recent horror film that I actually dressed up as for Halloween, is Carrie. Go away! Stop it, Mama! Stop hurting yourself, Mama! He's gonna laugh at you. No, They're all gonna no, laugh at you. It's not too late. You can stay here with me. I don't want to stay with you, Mama. Go on. That remake, okay. I didn't like the fact that they kind of switched um, the looks of the characters around. Uh, like, you know, the most popular hated girl in the school wasn't a pretty blonde girl. It was actually like this brunette. Uh, brunette. I was like, okay, no, no, no. She's, she's got to be tall. She's got to be blonde. She's got to be skinny. She, you know, she's got to be everything that everyone is not. <laughs> um, but I thought the way that her mother was her mother oh my god carrie's mother was like piper laurie piper laurie will always freak me the fuck out in that role like always um but the actress that played her what was her fucking name it's going to annoy me um but the mother's uh, but the actress that plays her mother in the recent remake because chloe moretz is actually carrie and she does a really really good job um, and the actress that plays her mother is really, really good as well. Um, pretty much on the same level as Piper Laurie. Like, you know, good amounts of creepy, religious, not abusive, but also kind of like extremely Delulu. Like, so Delulu. Um, and I, uh, yeah, that's one remake that I actually really rated. And the deaths, oh my God, the deaths. They were so extra, but in, like, the best way. Hmm. I haven't actually seen the remake because I love the original one so much. You won't actually be as disappointed as you think. I went into it because I loved the original. And I was like, nothing will... Uh, like, you know, don't ever desecrate Piper Laurie or Sissy SpaceX name like that in like to my face don't ever try it and but when I actually saw it I was very surprised that I actually thoroughly enjoyed it so I have a feeling you might actually like it um so do you remember how Chris dies in the original i want to say vaguely yeah so john so her and uh john travolta are in the car and they're gonna run carry over and then she just sets yeah she sets the car on fire honey when i tell you it's worse 
Oh, honey, it's worse. I don't want to give too. I don't want to give it away, but you will actually be gagged. Like what Carrie does to Chris is so sadistic. <laughs> like so sadistic. Okay, I'll I'll watch it at some point. I promise. <laughs> Please do because it is really, really good, and it's one of the only remakes in like the last like few years that I actually thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And do you know what? When they modernized it, it worked. It it fully worked. Okay, I did one. I did wonder. Yeah, they incorporated technology. They made phones a massive part of why Carrie's life got miserable. Like, because obviously, like you know. Uh, the whole plug it up thing, it just kind of circled around school because it was the 70s, obviously. So they just kind of circled around the school. Like, well, you know, now they had their phones and it was all over the internet. Like, you know, so it was kind of like they made it work. Hmm. Honestly, I think you will be very, very pleasantly surprised with it because I certainly was. And I didn't, and I didn't think I was going to be, but I was. <laughs> okay, I'll definitely watch it at some point. So, where can our lovely listeners find you? Oh, they can find me on Instagram at the Clara Fawn. That's Clara with a K and Fawn is an F A W N. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode as much as me and my guest. You can like, share, subscribe. You can also leave us a comment. Join the our Patreon. You can always send us suggestions for episodes or franchises. If you're interested, our Patreon is £3 a month. You get extra episodes, seasonal ones and franchise ones as well. So I hope everyone enjoyed themselves and we'll see you in the next one.